Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. Dr. Charles is a DO, a doctor of osteopathy, and is a primary care physician at a WellMed medical management clinic in San Antonio, Texas. And as always, Dr. Charles, delighted to see you. And, and the topic we're taking up today, inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease, is one, unless you have it, people don't know much about that's right. It's good to see you too, Ron. And I think we're going to have an awesome conversation today regarding Crohn's disease and inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. Well, we're delighted to welcome on our Wellman Radio hotline from deep in the state of Florida at Optum Care. Please welcome uh, Cassandra Jenkins. Cassie is a nurse practitioner. She grew up in Florida's Brandon, is it Valrico or Valrico? Yes, sir. What is it? Val Rico. Val Rico, I got it. Uh, area she serves her community at the Optum Val Rico Clinic. Cassie has been uh, with a number of organizations and most recently Optum for almost nine years. A graduate of Chamberlain University, she's board certified as a family nurse practitioner and also certified in advanced cardiac life support. And she is a specialist as well in basic life support, critical care, and palliative care. And uh, she asked the right question. We were talking before we went on the air. Uh, and I said, you know, I got a little tickle in my throat. So if I turn bright red and can't talk, Dr. Charles will take over. And she asked the right question. Are you alone? Is there someone there to help you? That's your background in critical care, Cassie. Thank yes, you. I appreciate that. She was ready to reach through and jump through the Zoom feed to provide the help I might need. So Cassie, talk to me a little bit about what led you into nurse practitioning. Well, um, I've been in nursing since I was 20 years old. I became a nurse right at 20 years old, and I just never knew anything else. Uh, you could ask my mom. It, uh, they asked me in four-year-old preschool, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said a nurse. So I guess it was just in my blood. And you went on for an advanced degree, uh, as well as a specialty in advanced cardiac life support and basic life support. What's your interest in those end-of-life issues? They're very important to me. I also worked with hospice care, and I'm palliative certified, so it is, uh, it's just imperative that everyone knows what they want at the end of life, and it doesn't need to be at the end of, like, uh, an advanced age. It could be all of us, um, because I've seen too many patients where their wishes aren't met because of not being able to express themselves when they really need to. And so having that conversation way before you have a condition or circumstances that put you in that position occurs, you need to, you need to know what you want and put it down on paper. And the topic that we had for you for today, living with inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease, I had mentioned to you off the air, if you don't have it, you don't know about it, other than what you see on television for the commercials, pushing prescription drugs to help you. Uh, give us the 411. 
What is IBS and Crohn's disease? So IBS and Crohn's disease, um, they're irritable bowel diseases. Uh, they are not IBS. Uh, a lot of people have IBS, which is a syndrome, but um, IBD, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, uh, Crohn's disease, it goes from any part of your GI tract from the mouth, the anus, it may appear in patches. Uh, it's the entire thickness uh, of your bowel wall. So I always want to explain it to patients. It's the inside of the wall and the outside of the wall that can be, um, have a problem. And uh, ulcerative colitis, they, they have a lot of the same uh, symptoms. However, the ulcerative colitis is limited to the large intestine going to the rectum. And it environs the, it, I mean, sorry, it involves the colon and the innermost lining. So again, when speaking to patients, talking about ulcerative colitis, that's on the inside of your colon and with Crohn's disease, it's both parts, inside and outside. And what would be the symptoms that patients are experiencing to know they have it? So- Or at least to call the doctor. Right, right. Uh, of course, upset stomach, that's one of the first things that people start finding, but um, a lot of times it's diarrhea with both what both um, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's where they eat and they go right to the restroom. They have uh, very horrible cramping, start losing a lot of weight. They're uh, just, just hor horrible abdominal pain and staying in the restroom a lot. Now with Crohn's disease, it also can be with constipation also, but the majority of people, it is uh, diarrhea. If you just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And on our WellMed Radio hotline, uh, we're talking with Cassandra Jenkins. Cassie is a nurse practitioner with Optum at the Valrico Clinic uh, down in the great state of Florida. And we're talking about inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease. Uh, and and I, I jumped immediately to IBS, inflammatory bowel syndrome, which Cassie correctly pointed out is totally separate. Yeah, irritable bowel syndrome is irritable. the IBS. Irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. thank you. So yeah, that's a, a different process than what we're gonna be talking about today. So the inflammatory bowel disease is you know a little bit different. And that's where we're talking about either Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. And these are conditions where you will see inflammation and um, uh, irritation in the actual colon. So if you have a colonoscopy, they will find patches when they when the physician looks in with the camera of inflammation and they'll have to take biopsies to get a final diagnosis. But generally um, with irritable bowel syndrome, you have you know diarrhea and constipation that can alternate, but you typically don't have significant changes to the actual bowel when they look in with the camera. So that's- How do you diagnose it? Differences. Usually with colonoscopy and biopsy is how you're going to diagnose um, Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, nurse practitioner Jenkins uh, was going to give us more information on that. But like she said, diarrhea is mm -hmm. one of the biggest um, uh, reasons why we would look in the first place. You know, somebody having weight loss, sometimes even bloody stool, like bloody or mucus stools. Um, that can be very painful. But yeah, those people will often have weight loss and, as well. 
So Cassie, tell us more and how widespread is this? So uh, I was reading up on everything before I came on and um, it was more, more um, people are prone to uh, Crohn's and colitis than I thought, or about two in 10, two in 10, 20% people are walk, walking around with either Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. So when you're sitting there with 10 people, maybe two have, uh, have these problems. And that's where you were saying, you don't know, you, you don't look at someone and they don't look sick. They don't, uh, you can't see it. And that's one of the stigmatisms with having these two diseases is people are like, you're not sick. You look fine. And, it, and again, I think a lot of people go untreated for a long time because until they have the bloody stools and the severe weight loss, um, and the anemia showing up. So it's, uh, that's one of the problems I fit, I see with these two diseases is, um, they, it's embarrassing also is what comes with, uh, you don't want to go anywhere if you have to be in the bathroom all the time. Right. And for yeah. folks who struggle with that, is there an age range, Dr. Charles, are you seeing it in older patients? I think this can range from young people through adulthood. I don't think it's specifically, and, and uh, nurse practitioner Jenkins might've just looked it up and could tell me a little bit more specifically, but, <laughs> but, you know, we see cases of inflammatory bowel disease, you know, even in young folks, you know, twenties, thirties. Um, I have a very good friend um, that had to have most of her colon removed because of um the ulcerative colitis that had progressed so severely, you know, and that's what can happen in these patients. Sometimes they're not able to get um, the disease under well enough control and end up having to have um, colectomies, sometimes with the having to even have the, the little bag, the colostomy bag, um, because they're not able to, because they have so much inflammation that they can't um, have that healthy colon function. Last me bag can't be fun. No. So that, yes, it's 15 to 35, as they're saying, with initial diagnosis. And the reason why I was excited about being able to talk about this was from my own experience, my daughter, 15 years old, just like, just like it says in the textbook, uh, we found out she had Crohn's disease um, after seeing the bloody stool, having the abdominal pain, you know, all, all the the signs and symptoms and exactly one year later she did have to have a colostomy and still lives with a colostomy today at 21. And for those diagnosed for example with Crohn's disease is that lifelong there's no cure? For, correct there, it, you have to manage it. it there is no cure. Now how is your daughter doing? So she is doing well uh you know 21 so right. uh, She's, you know, she's learned to, this is her normal. Uh, she's living with Crohn's disease. She also um, has infusions in Tibio every eight weeks. We've been through, there's biologics that um, so Infusions means, what does infusions mean? It, uh, it, IV, IV therapy with biologics, uh, which is one of the, um, is one way to control uh, Crohn's disease and um, ulcerative colitis. So she is fortunate where we found the right medication to control her symptoms. All right, now stay with us a minute. We're gonna come right back to you and we certainly 
uh, wish your daughter the very best. And uh, I know for you, it's ha had to have been certainly very stressful. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. We're talking with Cassandra Jenkins. Cassie is a nurse practitioner, and we're talking about inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease. You're listening to WellMed Radio. Nervous about going to see the doctor? At WellMed, many patients can see a doctor from the comfort of home with My Health Light Now. Enjoy a secure private medical appointment using a computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can even get same-day appointments. Go to www.myhealthlightnow.com to register or download the My Health Light Now app. Interested in becoming a WellMed patient? Visit discoverwellmed.com. Well, we're delighted to have you with us here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline in Valrico, Florida, uh, with a nurse practitioner with Optum, and she is Cassie Jenkins. And uh, uh, nurse practitioner Jenkins, we've been talking about inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease. We talked a bit about the diagnosis. Share with us some more about treatment, managing the disease, what the long-term outcome is for these patients. Okay, so Crohn's disease and um, uh, colitis, there are uh, different ways to manage your symptoms. And usually when you first be, if you're first diagnosed, you will be put on what's called an, I'm gonna kill the word, um, aminosalicylates. Uh, they are, um, given orally it's to, to decrease the inflammation in the intestines, uh, the lining of the intestines. And then- So these you know, are, yeah, these are yes. usually in, in pill form, like different kinds of pills that the patients can take. Yes. Okay, correct. so mm -hmm. so that's not too bad for starters, I guess. Right, right. And then you know, we, you know, they may need an antibiotic if they're in a flare, uh, Cipro or Flagyl, and then in a prednisone. Prednisone is one of the things they always throw steroids. steroid steroid yep to bring down that inflammation and if you're lucky enough that's those are the medications that you will be that your physician uh, will be playing with and if you cannot get under control then you will go over to the biologics which is the infusions IV Remicade Intivio uh, there's so many out on the market. I'm sure everybody's. I know. Them. I know there's been a lot of new ones that yeah. I can't keep up with all the names of the new ones, right. but you know, that's something that would be decided, I guess, um, if your symptoms are severe enough. And then I guess the timing for all those are different. Like sometimes it's once a month, sometimes it's every two months, but those would be where you go into like a center and they put an IV in and give you a treatment. Right. Correct. Yes. And so Cassie, I heard you say the word flare. So for a period of time, uh, your symptoms may be under control and then boom, they flare up. Correct. And you know, the one thing that, um, that is important for people to know is it's not, you didn't do anything wrong. Get, uh, especially there's so many people who think, Oh, well, what did they eat? What did they, what did they eat to make this happen? And that's not, that's not what this is all about. It's, it's an, it's an autoimmune disease. 
and it just happens. Um, but to manage, I mean, I can and, see how that would, you know, how people would feel that way that, yeah. oh, certain foods are, you know, mm -hmm. something that they did, but that's right. It is more like an, in, it's inflammation, you know, kind of like, I guess the same category of diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, um, lupus, where it's your, your body develops inflammation, um, almost like it starts attacking itself, right? You know, that autoimmune kind of condition, except in people with the ulcerative colitis and the Crohn's, it happens to target the colon or anywhere along the GI tract if, if you have the right, Crohn's. It's your body attacking itself. And uh, so the medications that we put, put these people on is to stop that. And well, what do we do? We start making uh, their immune system will then be, you know, they will not have a good immune system after we do that to them with the biologics. And so these people are, can be frail. And of course they don't look it, they look fine. Um, but again, you, you know, you it's what the, the patient needs to speak to their uh, provider about all the symptoms they're having to manage, to manage. In terms of a, a, a provider, uh, are there specialists, Dr. Charles, that you would refer patients to? Um, so a gastroenterologist, yeah, you know, a gastroenterologist, you know, when we, um, you know, it would be part of the process. So a patient coming in with these episodes of diarrhea that don't seem to be getting better, then yes, generally we would send them. Or if all of a sudden somebody comes in and there's bloody diarrhea, which obviously is typically brings people in, you know, that tends to be pretty alarming. Um, and so, yes, we would have them see a gastroenterologist and they can decide at what point a colonoscopy would be appropriate if they haven't had one um, to try to get them diagnosed. Um, so yeah, definitely we, we like to have a team of doctors, you know, helping us take care of patients. And for these conditions, the gastroenterologist would be the right one. And then for managing uh, the disease, Cassie, is this something patients uh, really get into the practice of doing? They manage their disease? I, yes, they have to. If they want a, a good quality of life, uh, they have to keep up with the GI appointments, medication to help, uh, again, decrease the flare-ups. Uh, another, um, they also need to keep up with their mental health. Uh, you know, this, this does a lot to... A person's mental health get very depressed if they're not able to do things with their friends and family because they're stuck in the bathroom for a flare-up. Um, it, it really, uh, this can affect a lot of a person's life. You mentioned um, being, you know, that the immune system gets a little bit compromised. You know, now with the pandemic, we've become very aware of conditions that lower immune function or medications that we give people for treatment of other conditions that in turn lower the immune system. So for patients with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, um, vaccinating against that coronavirus vaccine is going to be, uh, against the virus is going to be very important. Very important. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was on the phone first thing, trying to get uh, coordinate for my daughter. Uh, she wasn't real happy with me, but uh, you're going. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so she's been vaccinated. Yes, yes, sir. And, oh, uh, and boosted. Yes, sir. And actually the whole family has, uh, has gotten crow. I'm not, sorry, not crow, uh, COVID-19 <laughs> and we were able to keep it away from her. Thank God. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And with the, 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 uh, 
fragile patients. Yeah. With a uh, uh, reduced immune system, uh, you're susceptible to all kinds of other diseases, are you not? Yes, and you know, with uh, from what I've had uh, with with my own daughter, you know, a cold for her is like the flu. You know, just everything is just just exacerbated. It's just a bigger deal. So yeah, they, they we've got to keep on top of all their other um, ailments. Are and there... so flu shots are important yeah. for her. Oof. Yes, mm -hmm. tetanus shot, flu shot, pneumonia vaccination, probably. Um, you know, all the big guns. Yes. You were going to add, Dr. Charles? So, uh, you know, are there any recommendations that we would give, you know, like to help them stay healthy? Do you know if they recommend any other like vitamins or yes. maybe probiotics or anything like that that would be recommended? So absolutely. Yes. Probiotics, um, they they do nothing but help. Uh, so absolutely. And then, uh, yes. Now, for those who don't know, a probiotic sends... Uh, the right kind of bacteria into your intestinal tract. Yes, yes. It's uh, like the opposite also, of an antibiotic, a probiotic. Right. <laughs> right. And also uh, found that um, vitamin D and B12, are, they're very deficient, a lot um, iron deficient. Uh, so at, for a while, just my daughter, she was getting iron infusions also, where they'd give it to her through her IV when they were when she would be having her intibio infusion also. Um, but D, B12, so staying on top of um, vitamins and because she doesn't absorb them like anybody else would, uh, someone without the disease. So she has to really push the um, push the envelope on that. Now, is there a genetic link uh, to these diseases so that if your daughter, you know, someday is married and has children, is there uh, possibly a passing uh, those diseases on to her kids? So there's a lot of different uh, information out there. Some say yes, no, just yeah, but but when we when it happened with her, we did all uh, get checked. You know, I know there's there does tend to be some. Um, predilection in certain families for autoimmune conditions in general, you know, like even low thyroid, like there's, there's not like a gene that I know of that causes low thyroid, but you tend to see it in families. Um, and I think you get similar with like rheumatoid arthritis. And I don't see that Crohn's would be very different from that. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know that there's a genetic link, but maybe a predisposition or a predilection in certain families. So grandma, grandpa had it. Odds are you may. It's possible. Well, right. And and again, just with our family, she is the first out of, from what we know from our you know generations on, uh, she is the first with um, uh, Crohn's disease. So we we do we are all aware. However, it is oh that's in your family and not for us. But again, I have met patients where yes, it's sister, brother, uncle, everybody has something that's uh, related. Now we got now, about a minute and a half left. Yeah. Uh, what haven't we asked you, Cassie, that you'd like to share with us? Do you know, is it possible to go into remission from this? Like yes. where you have no symptoms well, at all? Yes, uh, it, it's still there though. You know, remission, right. yes. However, uh, still need to keep up with all your appointments, medication, uh, because of flare. You know, it, it comes back as 
with a vengeance um, from what I've seen with patients and of course my own daughter. Um, but yes, it, it can, there, you can have years, years of, of no problems. Yeah, I think I have a little patient right now that um, has that history of Crohn's disease, but is doing really well and isn't on any medication right now. So he keeps going for his checkups, but so far he's been good for the last couple of years. And so, yeah. So that's now, is there a, a blood uh, sampling that will say you've got Crohn's disease or is it simply a multiplicity of symptoms that you use to diagnose it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a, no, there's not a specific blood test, but we look at, you know, CDC, look for um, uh, increased white blood count, decreased uh, red blood cell count, uh, anemia, and then with the signs and symptoms, then we could do stool tests, uh, CT scan, of course, colonoscopy, endoscopy is the, is the gold standard. Gold standard. Yes. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I've learned a lot about a disease. Uh, and uh, we, we, again, wish your daughter the very best. I'm Ron Aaron. On behalf of Dr. Marisa Charles, our co-host, and our very special guest today, uh, Cassie Jenkins, nurse practitioner, thanks for joining us on Wellmed Radio. Executive producers for Wellmed Radio are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibera and Maurice Hudson. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Wellmed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.